Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast, episode number 142. I am your host, Bill Stahl, and this is The Power Play. Greetings from wet and chilly Colorado. Uh, I know the folks who are doing the Leadville training camp experienced some snow this morning, as well as the folks doing the Pikes Peak hill climb car race that goes up Pikes Peak. They had snow on top for that as well. So I know that's in stark contrast to most of the rest of the country. Uh, I know in the Northeast, it's been hot and humid. And in the Southeast, of course, it always is. And then uh, what's going on in the West Coast has just been pretty unreal uh, with the heat and humidity out or not humidity. Well, I guess it is humid, but just the incredible heat going on out there as well. But here in Colorado, it's uh, cool and rainy. It's kind of strange for this time of year here, almost 4th of July. Um, I was going to record another training power play today, but you know, I was out on my run early this morning and um, I was running on South Table Mountain, which is just a gorgeous spot, one of my favorite spots. I can I can be there in about 10 minutes and run up a pretty steep trail and get up to, uh, it's basically a flat top mountain outside of Golden, Colorado. And on one side, I can see the front range, the flat irons of Boulder, all the way up to the Wyoming border. And if you look out in the other direction, you can see all the way down south to Pikes Peak. And, um, you know, just a, a, a gorgeous spot. It, it, it's pretty peaceful, doesn't have a lot of people up there. Uh, I was running this morning through just fields of yellow daisies. They're, they're kind of these small bushes with small daisies, and then there are other ones that would... Uh, larger, taller bushes with bigger yellow flowers on them, and uh, just just a gorgeous spot. And um, it's kind of funny, actually. I was running out there, um, enjoying the solitude, and all of a sudden I hear these roaring cars. And uh, one thing on top of uh, this uh, flat top uh, tape, South Table Mountain is there is a test track for the um, state patrol. It's it's the only thing that disturbs the wilderness. At one time, actually, believe it or not, Nike was going to build a huge campus on top of there until the local residents uh, chased that one out of there. Uh, probably fortunately. I mean, obviously, uh, Nike would have added a lot to the community, but uh, it is kind of a very pristine place. So it's kind of nice not to have that on there. But there is, it, it's funny, the state patrol has a test track up there. And every now and then I'll be running and there'll be, you'll hear, you'll see a, a police cruisers just screaming around this track up there and it's, it's kind of cool but on this particular day i saw a bunch of cars out there driving at just incredibly high speed and i thought well that's great some people knuckleheads broke into the state patrol test track and um you know they're out there you know street racing or whatever they're doing up there and i thought of all places you don't want to get caught on the state patrol's property but as it turned out they were having a car race up there it was insane so i'm up there in this very uh, quiet place and they're just all these cars screaming around a loop probably half mile in length and it was kind of cool i got a free car race out of it and later on when i was returning on my run uh, there were motorcycles racing out there so i got to see a couple of races for free just while i was out running it's uh, one of those things you don't see every day when you're out for a run. But in any case, um, I, I digress. The uh, I, I got to thinking while I was out on this run, instead of doing this training uh, uh, 
power play that I'd planned on. You know, I've seen so much amazing stuff in the world of sports here just in, in the last few days. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that instead. In fact, there was even one this evening. If, um, if any of you saw the PGA tournament, uh, the Travelers up in Hartford, Connecticut, where Harris English and Kramer Hickok were in this playoff that lasted for eight extra holes. So uh, it was just incredible. These guys were just battling head to head. Um, par after par after par. Nobody was even birdieing out there until finally Harris English birdied the eighth playoff hole. It was the second longest playoff in PGA Tour history. And um, But what got me is, you know, they would both tee off and they would just walk down the uh, uh, fairway together chatting, just like two pals who were out playing golf together that day. Uh, it wasn't this uh, thing where they're trying to, you know, gamesmanship each other or beat each other over the head. They were very friendly about the whole thing, but obviously each one of them wanted to win. I mean, the difference in uh, the purse was like half a million bucks, uh, you know, 1.3 million versus 800,000 for the runner up. And, you know, think about that, like for, you know, the last couple holes of regulation and then eight holes of playoffs, they're standing over putts that are worth half a million bucks a piece. And they did that over and over and over until finally Harris English pulled it out over uh, this uh, rookie. Uh, this guy, Kramer Hickok, had never won a PGA tournament before. So a little bit of a heartbreak for him. But so that was kind of cool. But, um, you know, also just thinking about, um, you know, all the heat that's been going on the West Coast, how that's been affecting, um, like, Western states. I saw Jim Walmsley run one Western states today in, like, 14 hours, 46 minutes, running 100 miles in, I heard it was like 100 degrees in the canyons there. In fact, it was so hot that Addie Bracey, who's one of the top ultra runners in the world, ended up with a case of heat stroke and ended up pulling out of the race. And uh, just, um, it was cool seeing some of the videos of the so-called golden hour, the, the last hour before the 30-hour cutoff with so many runners coming in. Obviously, a lot of people got pushed back in time dealing with the, the conditions out there. But uh, it was just cool seeing so many people coming in at 29.58. And um, as you guys all know, I was the last ass of the Leadville 100 in 2015. So I definitely appreciate people who are beating the cutoff by that much. So it was it was cool, but you know, just un, ungodly conditions out there. And of course, you know, the, the Olympic trials have been going on out there in Eugene. And it's, it's something like 115 degrees, the highest temperature they've ever had in recorded history. And um, at this point, um, I'm recording this on Sunday night, I would have thought the trials would be over, but they have been suspended and they're going to resume again at, uh, like I guess it's 8.30 local time, which would be 9.30 here in Colorado. So it's going to be uh, staying up late to watch the rest of that. But, um, you know, seeing uh, some of these guys battling in the heat, uh, they had the uh, finals of the men's 5,000. It was kind of cool seeing uh, Woody Kincaid, who is a Colorado guy. I, I interviewed him way back when, when he was a runner for Columbine High School here in Little in Colorado. And um, he went on to run for the University of Portland. And now, of course, he's qualified for Tokyo in both the 5,000 and 10,000 meters. And a lot of Colorado connections, as you know, is, is typical. We, we have a lot of uh, great runners here. Um, kind of cool seeing some who have qualified for the Olympics. Um, one that's still up in the air, I, I guess, because the women's heptathlon hasn't finished yet. But one is Annie Coons, who was a great hurdler and um, Oh, she was a jumper. She was a soccer player, too, for Wheat Ridge High School, which is a school just an hour from, uh, not an hour, a mile, I should say, from where I live. And um, 
Annie Coons is uh, her standing right now is she would qualify once they finish this heptathlon, and then of course you um, you know University of Colorado is kind of steeplechase you, and you have Emma Coburn who grew up here in Crested Butte who won the steeplechase. Uh, she's obviously a well-known runner, and then Val, Val Costian who came in third. And uh, she's going to be going to Tokyo as well in the steeplechase. And I'm sure there are quite a few other uh, Colorado connections going on. One, of course, is um, uh, Elise Cranny, who uh, ran for Niwot High School here in Colorado. And um, uh, she went to Stanford, and then she won the uh, 5,000, I believe it was. And she'll be going to Tokyo for the first time. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Niwot High School, uh, they had put on a performance at the state track meet here. Uh, I spent most of the last three days at the state track meet and want to talk a little bit about some of the incredible performances I saw there. Um, Niwot High School, uh, Niwot's kind of between Boulder and Longmont in in Boulder County, a relatively small community that has uh, the the coach out there uh, by the name of Mo Henriques has turned that into an absolute powerhouse for kind of a small town. Um, they won both the 4A boys and girls uh, state track titles. Um, and, and by the way, it's, I, I know it seems strange to be talking about high school track right now. Our track season got pushed back this year due to COVID. Normally, our state meet would have been finished by the weekend before Memorial Day. And instead, we didn't start track season here until May 1st. And I've uh, just finished up here this weekend, the weekend before 4th of July. So it's uh, it was kind of strange. Fortunately, the weather turned cool. Um, we had some really, really hot weather last week. I was refereeing some track meets, uh, standing out on a track in a hundred degrees, no shade, and, um, just having to hydrate like crazy in order to, um, you know, avoid any kind of calamity out there. But those kids were running out in a hundred degrees, but fortunately our state track meet, the weather was pretty reasonable with the exception of a lightning delay on Friday. And, uh, we got pretty soaked out there on, on Saturday. It was raining, but, uh, we got it all in, but Niwot high school, uh, they took first place in 4A boys and girls, as I mentioned. 4A is our second largest classification, 5A being the largest. Um, their girls team won with 183 points. The second place team had 48, 183 to 48 for the second place team. And it was it was just really incredible what the uh, Niwot girls pulled off. Uh, they've got one girl named Taylor James who will be running at Stanford next year. She won the 200 and 400. I know she's won that many times. Um, they had other girls who won the 800, the 3,200, the 300 hurdles, and then they won every single relay. And in Colorado, we run the four by one, the four by two, the four by four, the four by eight, and the sprint medley, which consists of a 100, 100, 200, and 400. And, um, they won all the relays, all five of them. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but, uh, just an incredible performance by that team. And then, um, a little icing on the cake. Uh, they did win the boys title as well. They had 90 points. The second place team at 59. Um, a guy by the name of, uh, Zane Bergen won the 800, the 1600, the 3200. And I believe he was part of their four by eight team that also won the state title. Um, he ran his 1600 time, by the way, was 409, which, uh, would have broken the state record, uh, just, um, about a month ago. Uh, we, we've had some just incredible times here in Colorado this year. It's been an incredible season. Um, a guy by the name of Harrison Witt, um, he broke the, um, well, he ran a 404 to win the, the mile. And just to step back, uh, a kid by the name of Parker Wolf from Cherry Creek broke the record originally of the 1600 record. He ran a 406, 
which uh, that record had stood in Colorado for 41 years. Uh, it had gone back to 1980. The record was 410, and this kid, Parker Wolf from Cherry Creek, ran a 406. Harrison Witt from Mountain Vista, the very next week, ran 405. And then at the state meet, he ran a 404. And he was running in that race head-to-head against Parker Wolf. So that was pretty cool getting – sometimes because of classification differences, we don't get those kids – all running at the same time against each other. But in this case, we did. It was a great race. And uh, Harrison Witt pulled away from Parker Wolf to uh, win in 4.04, which was incredible to see. Um, uh, Witt's going to be going to Princeton next year, which is very regrettable. Um, <laughs> I went to college at their arch rival at uh, University of Pennsylvania. So um, that, that's going to be a bit of a bummer to see him uh, tearing it up for Princeton. Parker Wolf is going to go to uh, North Carolina next year. And... Um, I, I do hope to get them on the podcast. I've talked to their coaches. I, I know they've got a couple more races to do, some like all-star meets going on, I think, in Chicago uh, next week. So I hope to get Parker Wolf and um, Harrison Witt on, on the We Are Superman podcast, along with Riley Stewart, who is a teammate of Parker's at Cherry Creek. She won the 800, the 1600, and the 3200 at the state meet. And this is in the 5A classification, by the way, the largest class. And... um She's a multiple-time state uh, championship winner, and um, so hopefully we're going to get all them on here as well. And I do expect to have Jonathan Dahl be on, who's the coach at Mountain Vista High School, which has really turned into a huge dynasty. They've um, just been cranking out great runners for years down there at Mountain Vista, which is in um, Highlands Ranch down on the south side of Denver. So um, those of you guys who are high school track fans, uh, that'll be pretty exciting to I'll get to talk to uh, Coach Dalby there. Um, some of the other performances I saw out there include um, this kid named Joshua Medina from Alamosa, which is Alamosa is the town where Adams State is located. Um, that, that's you know the famous school that um, Coach Joe Vigil came from, and uh, Joe Vigil, of course, is uh, you know, one of the premier coaches in the entire country. He's a great speaker. If you ever have a chance to go to a clinic that he's speaking at, it's definitely very worthwhile. He's uh, I don't know if he's still doing the, the uh, uh, clinic circuit, um, especially after COVID and everything, but he uh, got, he's probably in his upper 80s now. But a uh, great guy, uh, turned Adam State into a national powerhouse. But this kid, Joshua Medina from Alamosa, he won the um, 8, the 16, and the 32 at the state meet as well. But he was very distinctive at the state meet because he had this huge mane of pink hair. And uh, I didn't know the story at the time, but uh, in reading the Denver Post this morning, uh, apparently he had dyed his hair pink to um, basically honor his dad, who's battling cancer, as well as his aunt, who's battling breast cancer. So uh, very cool. He was running for others. And you know, his, his comment was basically about how he's hoping to inspire other young people to uh, you know, do great things, which is uh, you know, very, uh, a selfless thing you don't often hear from young people. So that was very cool. So, um, but, you know, I guess, um, oh, and the other thing I was going to mention too is, you know, it was, just, it was fun going to the state meet as a spectator. For the first time, I mean, I've been coaching track for high school track for 30 years, and this is uh, the first time I just went as a spectator. It was kind of fun just being able to sit back. Uh, I'd gotten to meet a lot of kids over this past year working as a track meet official, uh, many more kids than I would meet just being a coach. And, uh, you know, I went there to cheer them on, and uh, I, I definitely uh, yeah, I have fun as an official. And uh, so I've been really debating a lot whether I want to go back to school coaching again or not. Um, you know, you, you develop a probably deeper relationship as a coach that way. But at the same time, I got to meet a lot of different kids, uh, you know, hurdlers and distance runners and throwers, whatever. 
Um, so it was, it was actually really cool. And, you know, just walking around the state meet, I got to see a lot of these kids and even some of their parents I'd met and got to see a lot of old coaches I knew, uh, decades worth of coaches that I know. And, uh, you know, I was watching the pole vault competition. I used to coach at Horizon High School in Thornton, Colorado. And there was a kid who, I mean, I didn't know this kid, but um, he ended up winning the 5A pole vault title. It was just kind of fun. You know, I mean, the, the drama of uh, an event like the high jump or the pole vault is really cool because, you know, everybody has an opportunity to suddenly clear the height and knock everybody back down beneath them, basically. And uh, you just never know what's going to happen. So it's really fun watching the drama of this pole vault uh, unfold there. And, um, and then this kid, um, his name was uh, Garrett Searles, I believe, uh, won the pole vault for Horizon. So that was really cool. But um, what I've talked about here is all these amazing things that I got to see in a span of uh, about a week. And I would definitely throw in also the um, the, the Ten Warriors who were up in Leadville. If you, if you listen to my last power play, I talked a lot about um, some of the amazing things among the, that group. I mean, a really a no-quit attitude among people who – um, and a lot of people's minds probably had no business trying, uh, attempting the heavy half and the marathon up in Leadville. Um, as I mentioned before, we had one guy come from Wisconsin who's uh, well north of 300 pounds who um, got up and down Mosquito Pass, a, a, a guy who um, is on the kidney transplant wait list who got himself up and down there and a lot of other folks who, um, again, have come back from their own adversities and so, so proud of all of them who, you know, were so determined. I mean, even a couple of them who had been missed the last cutoff and they were not going to be deterred from covering the entire distance and crossing the finish line. I mean, um, just amazing seeing all of that. And again, amazing seeing the folks at the high school track meet this weekend and the, the Olympic trials and, you know, the golf tournament and Western States and all that. I mean, so, so I guess my message is find that amazing out there. You know, there's so many people in your world who are accomplishing amazing things. I mean, for some people, it might be just, you know, getting off the couch and, and completing a short run. Um, you know, you've heard a lot of amazing stories on, on this podcast here, you know, whether it was Stan Cottrell who's running across the country at the age of 78 or, um, uh, gosh, I'm spacing out his name right now. That's not good. The, the guy who had a Guillain-Barre disease syndrome and, um, you know, has completed, was, was told he was never going to get out of a wheelchair. And instead he's uh, completed the Ironman, uh, the Kona Ironman triathlon and has done double Ironmans. Brad Kelly is his name. That's right. And, um, you know, just amazing stories. So, um, you know, find that amazing. There are people around you everywhere who are doing amazing things. It could be, you know, charity work they're doing. It could be um, work they're doing with kids or the elderly or whatever it is. Uh, there's just so much amazing to impress you out there. And I find myself becoming more optimistic and positive when I see these stories. You know, I stay rather than, you know, worrying about a, uh, um, you know, there are a lot of tragedies going on in the world um, all the time, I, you know, whether it's wars or condos collapsing or, you know, storms, natural disasters, whatever. So many positive, positive stories that, you know, I'm going into this week here feeling really uplifted by all the positive things. And, you know, when I see all those kids working so hard and, and fulfilling their dreams out there, which, of course, is such a great thing after the year that was lost last year. Um, you know, like I say, it fills me with hope. So, you know, look around, see all that amazing stuff that people are accomplishing around you 
And, you know, I'm sure it will impact you as well. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're waking up on Monday and you're like, ah, crap, it's, you know, it's going to be blazing hot or it's going to be raining or whatever it is. Um, you know, grab your cup of coffee, whatever you need to do and charge out the door. I mean, that's the way I feel every day. Um, I'm excited to see what other great stories I'm going to see out there and find those in your own world. They are out there and um, sometimes you don't have to look very far for them. So, um, Hope you enjoyed this little bit of discussion. Please give me a call if I can help you in any way. Uh, pick your own spirits up. And uh, I'll tell you what, if, if you ever want to uh, really feel good about something, pick up the books by Gary Stotler, who's been a guest on the We Are Superman podcast before. Um, he will fire you up a lot. Um, another one, a podcast I'll recommend to you. I, every now and then I listen to Amy Jo Martin. Um, she's got a, a podcast called Why Not Now? And it's kind of, it's really more female oriented, but I just, I really like it anyway. It try to, tries to encourage a lot of people to finally just say, hey, maybe this is the time I go and start that new business or I start that new diet, exercise program, whatever it is. But um, really, she's got a lot of really motivational people on there, kind of things I like to listen to. It's Amy Jo Martin, Why Not Now? So uh, just a few things to hopefully uh, get you fired up for this week. I hope you have a great one and always be positive. Thank you.